Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. This is the KSR Football Podcast, where we're going to talk about uh, football and a football game that nobody wants to talk about. But we're going to do it because we're on the front lines, providing everyone with the football knowledge that everyone needs. I'm just bummed because is it okay if I just got a little bummed out from Saturday, Charles Walker? Yeah, you know, I think <clears> – I don't even know what to say. I, I, this is going to sound dumb. I don't think we played that bad, but we just missed opportunities. Ooh, that's a take. I don't think we played that bad. Also, you know? I think the first half was pretty bad. Like, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, as soon as that pick six happened, it was just like we could never get anything positive going for us. I was hoping that it was going to be like deja vu when Steven threw that interception at South Carolina. And I think Farrell Cooper Sky had a – Sky Moore. Is that one Sky? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Farrell Cooper had like a 60-yard touchdown the next play. Beat Beatty one-on-one on the slant. Oh, yeah. And then just completely dominated the rest of the game. I was like, okay, this could happen, especially when Kentucky was running the football. But Drew Franklin, I think that first half might have been the worst first half in two years. Worst half of football in two years. Yeah, when you're an underdog playing in a tough place like Starkville, you can't throw a pick six on the third play of the game? Fourth. Fourth play of the game. Yeah. Uh, you're already going to need your, some of your best football to win. You can't spot them seven points and think you're going to win down there. Especially when there's a true freshman quarterback starting on and the other side. And you're giving them points. I know. Like, that just, just take care of the ball. Don't give them points. And what do you do right off the bat? You throw a pick six. And it kind of it set the tone for the rest of the day, McGinnis. Yeah, and we had been running all over them up to that point. I know it was like only three plays in, but we were getting chunk yards running the ball. We're like, okay, this is going to be a good start. Then that was a shocker to me, honestly. I couldn't believe that it had happened. <laughs> well, and to your point, that's one thing that kind of – I think it kind of ties into what Charles was getting at, that there were definitely some bright – like A.J. Rose had a first 100-yard game of the season. He did it on nine carries. Yep. I was shouting from the mountaintops, feed him, give him the ball. Like, no offense, Sawyer Smith, you're a backup. Like, you're a backup who's playing because of an injury. Why are we throwing the ball so much? Give him the rock because A.J. Rose is having a hell of a bounce back game after not a great performance at Florida. And I, I was excited to see A.J. get some chunk plays. Even Smoke got some chunk plays. Um, but they didn't turn – Kentucky moved the ball, but they didn't – turn those into points in the red zone, Chuck. And I think that's what you were getting at is yep. Kentucky did things well, but as soon as they get to that 20-yard line, yikes. This reminds me, my senior year we played at Georgia. I think the score was like 38-3 to or something like that. And in the first half, Benny had a wheel route that oh. was going to be a touchdown. We had a drop. Yep. I think Rig had a, he had a touchdown drop. that was going to be a drop. Is and it's – just you go in, like Drew said, you play. CJ got hurt. CJ got hurt. And, th- and there was a time where Josh got the early pick, and it was like, oh, okay, show us some life here. Show us some life. We, we almost had life when Quandre Mosley got his first career pick. Yeah. And then the, the kicks. The kicks. Well, I mean, <laughs> think about it, though. We, one of our the team kicks. captains has a great catch, and we're going, all right. Maybe his foot was out. His left foot, I guess, dragged in. His, yeah, his I first foot we were was down get, early. Okay, yeah. good. And now I'm going, all right, 30-yard gain. There's still 30 seconds left. We have three timeouts. We'll take a little shot here. And then we did take a shot. And then Hits a land in Which one, would have been a tough catch. One hand, yeah. So, But it's the catch you need when you're playing in the SEC away and you're down. Yeah. It was, and it's about to be half. It was a tough catch, but it's it still hit him in the hand. Yeah. And, I and think, I, he'll say the same thing. He'll say, I need to catch those. Yeah. I also think that's a um, 
a play that Lynn Bowden makes if he's not running a bunch of go routes in a row. Yeah. I think, like, if you've run three deep balls, you're not going to run as hard the first 15 yards of your fourth route. You're just not. And that probably had something to do with it. Absolutely. Um, but either way, hits him the hand. You don't get the touchdown. So like, okay. You can kind of see it on the play. I rewatched the first half today, and he's looking up for the ball. Not a little early because obviously, yeah, you do have to look. But I think what you're saying makes sense. You know, he's running the third post. He's like, all right, is this ball even going to come to me? It looked like Josh was open. Then he sees that the ball is coming to him, and it's going over his head. So he puts his head down and tries to yank out, you know, 10 more yards super fast and then looks again. Just – just a tough play, and he's got to be the one to make it. I think we had just too many negative plays, like a smoke a lot of times. You know, he'll get in there and he'll lose a yard or five yards on a carry, and that was what Benny was so good at was he would always get positive yards. Like, we can't aff- we're not a team that can afford to go backwards, especially, you know, we got a backup starting. We can't afford to get him sacked. I mean, we got to stay positive on the chains because I'm looking back at the drive charts, and – We've got a lot of third and 12s, third and 15s, third oh, yeah. and 11s, and a bunch of drive killers, and some of them are from, you know, you know, just getting bad runs, making bad decisions. When there's nothing there, sometimes you just got to take a yard, you know. Taking a yard is better than losing a yard. Well, the, the part that really stinks, and I think we're going to talk a lot about it on this podcast, the kind of balance between run and pass because there wasn't much of that. The part that really would – I think this is some of those you just got to give Eddie Grant a little bit of time to figure out is that they would get the big chunk play, Austin, and then on first down they're like, all right, let's take a shot now. The defense thinks we're going to run it again. Let's take a shot. It's an incomplete pass, and then it's second and ten, and everybody knows Eddie Grant's going to run it on second and ten. They bring the run blitz, get two yards, third and long. And that happened a couple of times. just getting frustrated, but – they still had a chance to win. As bad as that first half was, he got a 47-yard field goal. It would have been Chance's career long. He kicked it straight, Drew. He's, he, Chance can kick him straight. But you get him on the hashes, and straight is no good. They don't give you points for kicking him straight. Well, we don't help him on that drive, though, either. We Five yards back for a false start, Landon Young, which mm-hmm. I think is BS how those D linemen can say something so similar to go and then move right before the ball's going to be snapped, and it's – it's a false start. Yeah. Even on that one, it looked like that dude even moved forward like a little bit. Man, the offensive line. There's got to be a rule that you can't – maybe you can do it, but you can't say a word and then do it. Like, that's just – Yeah. That's the, pretty crazy. The ump's supposed to call it. The umpire in the middle of the – even supposed to be able to call those when the defense is shouting out. But they usually only get him like the second or third time. Yeah. Well, and then after that, Sawyer took a sack, so it backed yep. us up. So, we're looking at fourth and 20. In the first half, we didn't have a single – you know, third and ten. Everything was beyond third and ten in the uh, first half. It was of that ugly. Game. It yeah. was absolutely ugly. That's not a recipe for success, and it was just frustrating too. Like Chuck said, like you look at the stats at the end of that first half, and you're like, okay, they're very even. Time of possessions even. Yards are pretty even, but the points are the big difference, and that's what wins games. Man, uh, the it was it, the first half so bad. But they, they come in the locker room. I'm sure Stoops was peeling paint off the wall screaming <laughs> at halftime. I'm sure uh, there were, it was very safe for work that we could all play on the radio and not get in any trouble for. And, but they come out, and actually Kentucky plays pretty well. In the, I think was the first drive a touchdown? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, <clears throat> back in the game, get, a turnover, get another quick scoring opportunity, and then get in the red zone again and just <laughs> wet fart. They, they kept – teasing us by moving the ball really well. And you're like, okay, get another score here. And then they would leave with zero points on the board and give it right back over. It, it just – I went in, me personally, way too confident in this game. I thought Kentucky was going to maybe even mop the floor with them and get out of there. I, I thought too. they looked so bad last week, and Kentucky was playing angry and motivated. And, I mean, really everyone just had a pretty bad game. Or at least everyone made a, a mistake. Oh, yeah. You know, Bowden still had a good game, but had crucial mistakes. Yeah, uh, and it, we mentioned the offensive line earlier. This was their worst performance of the year. Definitely. Um, I mean, from that, I mean, when you've got uh, Drake Jackson committing penalties, like I, that was weird. Like, when was the last time Drake Jackson committed a penalty? Um, so like, and they gave up three sacks as most sacks all year, and they weren't like they were Sawyer's in the pocket and. 
that Russia's got to them. It was very, just very bizarre. Luckily, they did kick off the rust, but then when they got their chances late, they didn't have another missed field goal. And, yeah. Yeah, we didn't punt the ball in the second half of the game, but we just couldn't capitalize. No. We missed punter a couple good punts. We did punt. We, yeah, the punter looked good, but <laughs> our, the gunners would get down there and then – like there was one we could have pinned him on the four if we just yeah. if we caught the punt. I think Oliver and they didn't go confused. to the one. He yeah. went to like the six yeah. before turning around. That's the one where Duffy he does that. It almost looks like he wasn't going to kick. Yeah, he, waited he held so that long, so long, and then yeah. he put it right inside the ten, and there was just no one there to field it. But it ultimately the the second miss. So it's first down or sorry, third down on the eight, I believe. Third and goal on the eight, and. They wanted to run the throw it up to Ahmad Wagner play, but they just they were like, <laughs> you're going to do something different, Kentucky. We are not – the safeties were split out wide. They were not letting Sawyer Smith throw a fade on that third and eight from the goal line to make it 21 to 17. So whenever he splits out wide, Upshaw goes right to the middle. So you basically have a third fade option. Yep. And Sawyer just floats it. Didn't get – it. it just put a little less on it, and Keaton can go up there and get it. Instead, the ball hits the goalpost, bought the crossbar. I mean, just completely yeah. out of the end zone. Granted, this is when he had after he had hurt his shoulder. So that's true. He is toughing it out Ooh. at this point. Man, we thought we, there was a moment where it looked like Walker Wood was coming in the game. Oh, I tweeted about it. Oh. I was, <laughs> I was ready. We're pro Walker Wood people on this podcast. I just don't think we're ready for Walter Walker Wood to be the quarterback. For Kentucky, yeah. am I am I speaking I like correctly for everyone? I think a couple I think years we're on out. That page. Couple yeah. years Nothing out. against Walker Wood. He's a I great guy. Didn't get excited for him to take over. It would be nice um, to have him not play quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be ideal to have Sawyer Smith at quarterback. Not just anything against him. You don't want to just keep having to change quarterbacks. Yeah, the, the, we want to roll with Sawyer Smith. Yeah, exactly. Because he probably didn't get a lot of reps. Like right, they're saying. I mean, the threes are not going to get a lot of reps in camp. And, and you talk about injuries. He's had like three surgeries since he got to UK. Had a lot of injuries. But this week, going into South Carolina, there's a real chance that Walker Wood might step foot and be the quarterback for the Wildcats. There's well, a chance. There's a Mark real possibility. Stoops, for some reason, decided to do his show at the same time as ours. So he's talking right now. Wow. I'll have to, I'll have to talk. Now, to him obviously, about that. I'm not listening to it because I'm listening to us. But people are tweeting that he said Sawyer Smith felt much better in practice today than he did on Sunday, and that maybe Stoops is a little more optimistic than he was even this morning talking about the situation. Uh, Sawyer Smith will play on Saturday. Even if he's got a bad shoulder, he's going to be taking snaps. Steven Johnson played like 600,000 games with broken shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Johnson's the man. He and is Not the everyone man. can be compared to him. I agree with that. I what agree if, with that. Let's say – Take, for instance, say I know someone who saw Sawyer Smith yesterday. Okay. And he had a sling on. Let's well, just, just hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking. Let's just say he was out Sunday fun day and like yeah. people do. Just Hi- relax and watch in the NFL. Hypothetically. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. What if he wasn't a sling? Is that bad or is that like a – No, he's just resting. It's resting. It's, it's, yeah. it's like a walking it's boot. Precaution. It's precautionary. It's also – It's a sling. So when you're in the facility and when you're walking out, people don't – Hey, hit your shoulder, pat yeah. you on the back. Ooh, that's the main reason that they wear that. It's so, you know, a big D lineman that's messing around out of a lift doesn't just run into you, and they see, all right, I shouldn't touch him right now. It's Even though it's idea. so playful, it, that's why I, I had a couple shoulder situations. And even when I didn't want to put on the sling, Jim Maddalena would be like, well, you're going to put on that sling because Matt Elam's going to come hug you and you're going to be out for the season. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. I've definitely done that before. Right, like patted somebody on the back and forgot they hit a bum shoulder. Let's be real. Arms are heavy, too. Sometimes you just want a place to put it, you know. (laughs) Especially when you got a a cannon like that, you got to rest a little bit. Really, it might be the in trend. We might see, you know, a lot more guys doing that just to kind of rest up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, So we all think he's playing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think no matter what, he's not going to throw 40, 42 passes against well, South Carolina. You were at the interview today. What did uh, – Yeah, what did, Mark Stoops. Uh, <laughs> he got a little angry. He does not like throwing the football. And I think our main topic today is what does Mark Stoops hate more, Will Muschamp or throwing the football? True. Will Muschamp or throwing the football? He doesn't seem to love either. I lean throwing the football. His response today when it was 
Ray, when it was brought to his attention, they threw 41 times, which he corrected and said 42. Yes, yes. He, I had my facts wrong. <laughs> he was not happy. He So, like, here's the thing that Stoops is a trick he does during press conferences. Whenever he's, like, angry or whenever he's mad, it's, it's, a, it's an old trick that you probably use on TV. And while they have the cups out on, like, the late night talk show, yeah. host, so you can cover your mouth <laughs> if you think you're going to lose it. This was the first time Stoops pulled out the, the Starbucks cup when I thought he was going to lose it out of a fit of rage. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that we're going to get the air raid under Mark Stoops ever after seeing his reaction today. Also, how mad, like, how was Neil Brown ever, like, how how did they ever convince (laughs) him to hire Neil Brown? Yeah, looking back, I mean, the two got along, but looking back, I don't know if (laughs) they need to be on the same coaching staff. Oh, man. Uh, And the thing is, too, is that uh, my favorite uh, reaction from fans so far is, like, you mean Stoops did that just to prove a point? It's like, no, 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 no. Stoops, didn't, they did not throw the ball 41 t- 42 times to prove a point to fans saying, hey, we can't throw the ball that much. I think, one, as he explained, some of it was out of necessity. When you get down, you feel like you got to throw the ball more. Yep. Um, even if you are getting chunk plays, it's just you're going to get more play. The probability is higher if you're throwing the ball. And if Kentucky connects on just two of those deep balls that were drop touchdowns, then it doesn't look so bad. You can get away with that. But to his point, I mean, sorry, Smith's backup quarterback, guys. I don't think the strategy to play winning football is to throw 40 passes with him. I think everyone kind of bought into the Sawyer Smith hype train, and maybe the I coaches did. were listening. I, I to was a, ready to put him in the Hall of Fame. I was too. I, I thought he looked pretty good against Florida, <laughs> but, you know, we might have got a little ahead of ourselves. A little carried away. <laughs> Hand up. And even though he Guilty. completed, like, his first 15 passes, I mean, he still had three turnovers, not including that uh, late touch, that late interception on the Hail Mary. So, like, you know, he's good, but – You've got these running backs who can get 100 yards on nine carries. I'm glad A.J. Rose had a good game because I think I was the last person left on the A.J. Rose bandwagon. I wasn't jumping to smoke just yet. And, I mean, over 100 yards and nine carries, he looked great. Now, I wish he would have more than nine carries when he's rushing that well. But right, right. that was a big game for him. And he needed it because I know you, you know he heard people calling for smoke to, to jump oh, over him in the rotation. Definitely, definitely. And it goes to show you, too, with backs like that, like, you know, boom, we remember all of his great games. But he had – there's ebbs and flows with running backs like that, Chuck. Like, they're not always going to – some days they're not going to pop him. Yep. And other days they are. It's just kind of how it is. So, it's, it might be a little bit of rolling the dice when it comes to, to figuring out which one's going to have the big day or not. I'm a big AJ fan. I'm a big Rose or uh, Smoke fan. But when it's third and two, we need to have Smoke in there. Okay. I mean, he, the okay. yards after contact with Smoke has to be greater than with Rose. And I agree, Rose is great. He's faster. You need to run him out wide. But if you're going to run it between the tackles on third and one, Ooh, can I Smoke tell you be your guy. what Kentucky's third down conversion percentage was? I don't know. In the oh. first half, they were averaging 11.2, and they're going to be third and 11.2. Oh. That was the average. Wow. That is not so They good. had one uh, conversion, right? One of 12. Mm. In entering the game, Kentucky was fitted. It was it was actually kind of funny because I was I was open I was mocking Matt Stinchcomb and Taylor Zarzor as much as I could because they are not good at their jobs. Yeah, they'll let anybody call a football game, won't they? My goodness! And the thing is, they've called at least two to this point, beautiful. maybe three. But they showed a graphic on Kentucky's first first down, and I think it, or first third down. And I think it was one they actually got, and it was at the bottom. It said fifty percent on the season, tied for twenty fourth in the FBS. Very good. Next third down, Stinchum goes, you know, Kentucky's really struggled on third downs this year. I'm like, dude, no, they haven't. You just showed us a graphic they haven't. But I think he's spoken into existence because Kentucky was one of 12 on third downs. can't imagine many teams have won a football game being one for 12 on third down. I don't care who you are, who you're playing. Unless they just didn't have any third downs. You got, you got, I mean, yeah. Well, Alabama actually has probably done it a lot. Yeah, but yeah they were one of two on third you, downs. you got to stay <laughs> on the football field. Oh, man. And that's just, just her, absolutely horrendous. So that, I think that's part one. I think we can all agree that for Kentucky to win, yes, Sawyer Smith can be good. He's going to have a banged-up throwing shoulder. So ideally, you're hoping that he doesn't have to put the team on his back and play from behind. Kentucky didn't play from behind a lot last year. They were able to run the ball a lot. 
But you're going to see more balance regardless this week against South Carolina. Kentucky also didn't start out with a pick six much last year to get behind. Yeah. Well. On that pick six, he was staring down the receiver. I don't even know who he was throwing to. Was he was staring him down yeah. before he even woke up this morning. Or that morning, he was staring him down. He's like, oh, I'm going to throw it to him on that play. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But the, the, the almost as much as, as bad as Stoops was whenever he got asked a question that involved Will Muschamp's name in it this morning. And some of it may have been he's just not in a good mood. But – Mark Stoops, not a very big fan of Will Muschamp. <laughs> when the, so reporters do this thing. Have you, have you ever had this before, Austin, when somebody just asks you a question and you know it's like just to get like a quote out of you? You're like, uh, yeah. I've, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, uh, yeah, so South Carolina's defense, pretty good, or something along those lines. And then they just want you to talk about it. Well, Mark Stoops got one. It was supposed to be like, hey, what's a Will, Will Muschamp team kind of like? And the exact wording was, how have you seen Will Muschamp's program change since he took over as coach? And Stoops just flat out said, I don't care what <laughs> yeah. they do. He <laughs> said, I don't mean to sound like an idiot, but I don't, I don't pay attention yeah. to what they're doing. Yeah, the, I don't mean to sound like an idiot was yeah. great. Um, it was very similar to when they asked him at SEC Media Days if he had circled the game on his calendar. He said, I don't – need South Carolina to motivate me. It just got really snappy. Before later on, he was asked about the differences between their quarterbacks, Holinsky and Jake Bentley, which he gave another great response. Uh, they're both good. They have good arms, but I don't know. I don't coach them. <laughs> what well, enough for talking much about them. And, and then he went to go on and give them compliments. Like, I, they're definitely the, the best one and three team in the country. So. Boom. Drop the mic. On yeah. that, one. <laughs> that was a little bit of a backhanded compliment there. Shot, well, also, shots fired at Tennessee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another, one, another People one forget three they're one and three as well. Um, to, which brings me to the point. Is, is there a team that the team hates more than South Carolina right now? Florida, yeah, Florida State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, okay, fair enough. I don't enough, think they enough. have a hatred towards South Carolina. I just think everyone thinks it's like a cool place to play. Really? And they're used to beating them. I don't know. That's my impression. What do you think, Chuck? I mean, I feel like the guys on the team now, yeah, as Austin said, no one's lost to them yet. So it's not one of those where you go in you're like, yeah, we hate them because they always beat us. I think they go in with a chip on their shoulder because I bet Stoops is saying – more to the team than he is to the <laughs> media right now yeah. and, uh, and this week. Um, I bet some of the coaches have been hearing some stuff from Stoops as well. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just something that the coach has to do. He has to get him prepared, prepared to play, not just say, we're supposed to hate them. Let's hate them. I, I just think that there is a uh, – Stoops is big on we don't pay attention to the media, but I think – like Stoops, since Mustang got to South Carolina, Kentucky's won more games. They've won more. Is that Georgia sophomore job they just showed? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. They're showing George What's he Huddle on? How highlights. Why? On ESPN right now. I, did he do something good for the Giants that we don't know about? I'll they were showing a, a Georgia job on Monday Night Countdown. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google this. Huddle highlights. Okay. Let's keep talking about how bad Will Muschamp is. That's my favorite thing to do. But yes, because – so. Kentucky has won more games, they've won more SEC games, and they beat Muschamp every year. Yet the media always picks South Carolina ahead, and they always hit these goaling reviews of Will Muschamp, where Stoops is like, all right, the dude was a coordinator at a big-time school like me. He got, a, he got the dream job at Florida, failed. I go to Kentucky, not exactly the easiest place to win, and I'm winning right now, and you guys think Muschamp's better? I think that really just gets under his skin and makes him want to just beat the ever-living tar yeah. out of Will Muschamp. You can tell Stoops has, especially after last season, he's starting to kind of get tired that he's not getting any respect for what he's done here. And, you know, he has gotten some respect. Granted, he got, like, SEC Coach of the Year and stuff like that. But it seems like after those rewards are given, <clears> the, <throat> the narrative just went back to, oh, that's Kentucky. They're going to be same old Kentucky. It's like we necessarily haven't got over the hump. And – Granted, you know, you go to Mississippi State, you lay an egg like that. That looks a lot like old Kentucky than the program that we're trying to build. But mm -hmm. 
he's definitely still got a chip on his shoulder because he knows what he's done and he's taken a two and ten team gotten up to ten wins and he he definitely wants some more respect for that so I expect them to be you know ready to go and hungry this week because I don't know why all I was just thinking about this to myself I don't know why we play so bad at Mississippi State it just seems like because that place sucks I mean, I, it must well, be no. like the you hotels. You go stay far away, there, and the town yeah. sucks. The food, the and food that we got there was also got the poisoned. worst. We got, got the worst food there too. Everyone there is ugly. It's, it's just everything about it brings your mood down, your energy down. You probably aren't even enthusiastic to play. You just want to get out of there and go home. We need to fly in same day on those games, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so we don't even stay in Mississippi. Oh, I'll man. propose that to the coaching staff. Uh, back That's a to. Good idea. Must champ real quick. Oh, yeah. Write it in stone. If Kentucky wins, he'll get fired. Really? But they're going into a bye week, so now's the time to do it. Uh, they still play Florida. Georgia's the week after Georgia. their bye. Yeah, at Georgia. Texas A&M and Clemson. Yep. They're not going to go They're definitely losing those four. They've already lost to North Carolina. They've already lost to Alabama. So They've already lost to Missouri. If you lose to Kentucky – then you're one and four with four more losses, so you're one and eight at least. At best, yeah. In you have to beat Tennessee to get your second. Tennessee, so, yeah. I think App State's one of theirs, and App State just upset. Yeah. They, they just beat a pretty good team. So. Yeah. So uh, Stoops can uh, pack Muschamp's bags for him on uh, late Saturday Ooh, night. That would be that would be awfully nice. Will Muschamp, by the way, zero and six against Power Five teams in their last six games, uh, and also. Uh, my favorite quality about Will Muschamp, his most consistent coaching attribute, is blowing up when games get close <laughs> yeah. and just completely self-imploding. <laughs> the classic Muschamp, just like out of desperation, just gets erratic and then loses the he game. He makes first great team. faces on TV. They always catch him at the worst time. Oh, yeah, man. I've never seen him smile ever. <laughs> well, you've never seen him win ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that's why. Oh man, I, even like. The first time I realized how much joy I get in watching Will Muschamp's misery was when Louisville absolutely rocked Florida in the Sugar Bowl. Florida was like, what, two touchdown favorites? Is that when John Bosco, whatever his name, absolutely obliterated Teddy Bridgewater on the opening drive? Yeah, and his helmet went flying off, oh, and then he picked God. up his helmet and was uh, like, just kept playing. That was a pretty badass moment for Mr. Bridgewater. Yeah. Mr. Two Gloves. Which, by the way, he got, a, he got a win yesterday? Yeah, easy money. Saints plus six. S- six points? Give Come me on. that all day. In – Okay, so we all know that I love to make fun of Lamar Jackson, but holy shit, that guy's good. Yeah. Uh, People think I'm anti-Lamar Jackson. I'm actually anti-Louisville Lamar Jackson, pro-Baltimore Ravens Lamar Jackson. Yes. And I feel like that's perfectly an okay way to be. Yes, that is a very good take. And, And every time I watch him do something crazy on Sunday, I'm just like, thank God we got one on him because he is the Oh, the, he made two guys like fall over in one play, and they, scored a touchdown. Yeah, they that co- was, and then kind of just kind of stared the dude down after he spun around him. They, they, I think they've taken all of the Bengals and Colts games out of the Louisville market to show Lamar Jackson games now because he's just he's fun. Even when they lost, like that was a fun game. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're wagon. If they can't take down Tom Brady, then nobody can. Then mm-hmm. Tom Brady's just gonna play till fifty. Uh, while we're talking about other things that have happened in football, can I give you a very uh, crazy stat? Yes. That really only affects me and other Titans fans. Okay. In eight days, our two teams, the University of Kentucky Wildcats and Tennessee Titans, have each lost two horrible games, two important games in, in the standings, and all four were to backup quarterbacks. 0-4 against backup quarterbacks in eight days. I, I kind of never want to see a football again. It I took mean, everything I had to drive here to even talk you about football. You don't want to see a backup all. quarterback. That's why we don't want to get we do. Muschamp we, fired. They're playing a backup quarterback <laughs> yeah, on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. But if we get Muschamp fired, that's like a backup quarterback coming into South Carolina. That adds a little <laughs> wild card. I, I'm very passionate about those two teams, and I could be 0-5 against backup quarterbacks here in a few days. Did Okay, here's my question to you, Drew. Did you do something to a backup quarterback – recently that caused this to spiral out of hand? Like, did you get in a fight with Kyle Bowen that we don't know about? Like, no, I, I've been nothing but respectful to backup quarterbacks, all of them that I know in my life, which aren't many. Man. Just, just a really down time. That's why I need just 
I mean, everyone needs a win Saturday. I feel like I need it more than mm-hmm. even the players. This is more about me and my happiness. So to, uh, to know a little bit about – to get to know uh, Ryan Helensky, he obviously was not the starter. No. Uh, Jake Bentley, our favorite South Carolina quarterback because he was very good at losing to Kentucky. Of all of his skill sets. Yeah, that was probably his best skill. It, it really was. He, really he did it consistently. And he never let you down. He'd always, he was always good to give you a good Will Muschamp turnover when it mattered most. And it kept getting worse and worse. Uh, in our last four games against them, I believe Kentucky won by like four, seven, ten, and then 13. Yeah. So not only was he losing every time, he's like, you know what? I'm going to surprise him this year. I'm going to lose by even more. So he, yeah. he, was, he was getting better at losing to yes. Kentucky. Man, it's a shame. He doesn't get to do it one more time. You know what? you got to really – Aspire, that's aspiring for greatness is just getting better and better with each year. And I, w- I would like to think that – South Carolina fans would like to think that Ryan Holinsky's done that, but he is not. Uh, his first game against Charleston Southern, that was good because it was Charleston Southern. Mm-hmm. Not well, even all of Charleston. Just the southern part of him. play one little area of Charleston. 24 of 30. That's pretty good. 80% of his passes, two touchdowns, interception. Okay. Yeah. Against Alabama, he threw 57 passes. God. 57 passes. 30, he completed 36 of them for only 324 yards. That is not a very good yards How per How can attempt. someone drop back 60 times against Alabama and live to tell about it? I feel like you would get hit too many times. I, I think he would have to. He had two touchdowns and one pick. Um, they got, and one of them was that backdoor cover, jerks. Uh, and then last week in Missouri, 13 of 30, 40%, 43 to be exact. A touchdown and a pick at Missouri. Not great, but here's, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. You know that little dink and dunk stuff we saw on Saturday, Chuck, with Schrader? Yep. Same stuff that Eastern Michigan did. I can bet you it's the same stuff they're going to do with Ryan Holinsky on Saturday. Well, I hope we can not let the true, I guess, all right, backup quarterback go. What did Schrader go? It's 27 for 32 or something crazy. Yeah, and he rushed for a billion, and he was. And he had the worst seventy-seven percent facial hair I've ever seen in my entire life. That was a hell of a neck beard. And yeah, that stupid run, absolutely. Like Kentucky still had a chance on that final drive if you just stopped Schrader, and he busts off like a big fifty-yard run. But anyway, back to Holinsky. I don't think he's that great. They're going to try to throw a lot of underneath passes because that's what Kentucky's been giving up this year. Yeah, the key – well, I was going to save my key to the game for later. It was a new segment I've created Ooh. called Key to the Game. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of a segment like that. Night. That is yeah. – I'm surprised more people don't do but this that. This isn't my key to the game. This is my key to keeping him from beating you is they have to get better pressure and can't just sit there and let him pick apart the inexperienced secondary. The front seven's got to get to him. So, I think this is, this is a good discussion. It's, I wanted to talk about this. I feel like cont- – Okay, so Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong. But essentially, when it comes to pass defense, you have two basic options. One, play a nice nice zone, nice little cover three, maybe a cover four, and you let your your defensive line, you say, go get the quarterback. Yeah, but that's not necessarily the best idea when you have three, six, five plus, 280 plus guys going to get them. Yes. You have – Bohanna, McCall, and Calvin Taylor in there. Yeah, they good for run stopping. <clears throat> yes, for, for Kylan Hill, great. But when you're going to let him Trader throw the ball and not have any pressure, well, from time to time we got a little bit of pressure, but it's not good. Yeah, and Josh Pascal, great against the run, solid pass rusher, but not the best. You know, and sometimes he's dropping back and we're only rushing three. And even even. Stoops so we're dropping today. eight, and they're just finding holes because so, there's no pressure, and he has so much time back there. Yeah, I was like, so what? Boogie Watson, um, it's like you know he was supposed to have a big jump this year, the redshirt junior year after a six sack season. What's he got? And he was like, yeah, I don't want to put him on blast, but he's just losing one on ones, and Boogie's got to be better. Yep. I think Boogie being better makes you it gives you the ability to sit back in his own and i think common knowledge chuck would also say that hey if you've got some young inexperienced guys let's make it easy pressure on them. yeah let's 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 get some pressure on them and we'll make it give them nice basic zone dropbacks yep well, but they're the, still getting on lost. the few corner blitzes we brought too we couldn't finish i mean oh. 
Those are Ooh, huge was plays. Was Jamari too. Brown missed him? Yeah. yeah. And then Brown. he turned it into a big gain. Yeah, he missed one dead in the rights. And then we just haven't been able to get the quarterback down, really. Uh, well, tackling's been pretty subpar. And, and that's the, the, I guess, the trade off. So if you, you either sit back in the zone and you quote unquote make it easy for him, or you dial up some blitzes to put pressure on them. And not even the blitzes are working. And so. I, I've reached the point where I'm like, you know what, though? I'd rather go for broke and play man. At least, like, man, you might get beat uh, every once in a while, but I'd rather get beat just getting smoked at this point than having a third and 17 and somebody getting lost on a corner route. Yeah. My question is, where is Jordan Wright been? Because he's probably our fastest player that can kind of get after the quarterback a little. But I think he we're missing he, Phil Hawkins. Hoskins. Phil Hoskins, yeah. too. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't even have a tackle. So Well, Jordan Wright had a sack in the Florida game until that just horribly malicious play by T.J. Carter. I cannot believe that young man would do that to Kyle Trask. I know. But Jordan Wright had that sack. I think that's the last we've heard from him. Yeah, he had that sack. He also had two bad penalties on third downs uh, that gave – forward to first down, so maybe he may have played less. But I'm thinking uh, Stoops didn't say it. He keeps giving the we'll see when you ask about Xavier Peters. But that, I think that's a big answer. Just you got to play the dude who's going to be able to affect the pocket. So why do you think he doesn't know the defense yet? Or do you think he's not playing? I think they want to save him for very obvious third down situations. I don't think they've got them in very many. And also, I think some of them might be they trust Jordan Wright. I really don't know at this point because I would be so sick and tired of not getting pressure on the quarterback. And you know what I bet a lot of it is, too, is they're getting close, but they're not finishing sacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. This team has been very bad at finishing in all areas last two games. Bad on the offense, finishing the red zone. Bad on defense, finishing sacks. Just got to finish. And I think some of that is immaturity. And, like, this is a very young football team. Yeah. People forget there's We knew we'd have our growing pains. Yeah. People, and, and even though there's still plenty to grow on, I think there's some, there's some things we have to accept in this football team. You are very young, very inexperienced. You're playing with your second quarterback, who's also hurt now, and you don't have a reliable kicking game. That's re- it's really hard to win in the SEC on the road when that's happening. It just is. Especially when you spot them six points, seven points. Yes. All right, I have a question for the crew. Okay. How do we feel about – Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. you got to name the segment. Sky. How do we feel? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to sponsor Austin McGinnis' weekly, how do we feel? Nick, tell them how to Ooh, sponsor. What if we can – Oh, Yeah, you, tell them how to sponsor. Uh, KSR ads at KentuckySportsRadio.com. Tell you what, I will give you a, a discount if you – Exclusively sponsored the How Do We Feel segment. How do we feel? Okay. All right. So are we going to say hot or cold or like good or bad? It's whatever. I would like a little more than okay. that. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give you more. All right. Than so one this word. week's How Do We Feel is how do we feel about <laughs> the amount of times that we targeted Lynn Bowden like he was our only offensive weapon? Uh, because every time I looked up, I get it. He's a good player, and he's really good, but. I'll be damned if he didn't have the ball in his hands 60% of the plays. He had 16 targets, and Kentucky ran. Let's see exactly how many plays there. Well, ran. if we had, what did they, 42 passes? So he got about a four. And he had a couple. Yeah, that's a lot. And yeah. that ratio to how much we're force-feeding it to Ahmad Wagner just feels a little off to me. Yeah, I – so I think there were definitely times when – like Sawyer, just look somebody else. Like, like he threw uh, one to into, into the end zone where Lynn had two dudes on him. Yeah, one of them was that early guy. Yeah. I think he might have been triple covered. Well, I don't know. I'm, I don't hate it because if Lynn has you know that double post catch and that one in the one yard line, I don't even think we bring this up. Yeah, he is our best. He's our best offensive player. But the yeah. big thing about what you said is the if there. Yeah. Because are we are we using him? Too, are we using him too much that he's tired on those plays that you can't. That you, can't, that you can't make – because you only have so many great plays in your bag. I mean, are we using him too much that he can't come up big when we need him? Because at least the Mississippi State game, it seems like he only came up big about half of the time, which those times are still, like, great. Love to see it. But if we're going to win and lose by Lynn Bowden, we need him to be a superstar. We need him to make all the plays. Um, 
the the I think Sawyer did just kind of do a win in doubt, throw it up to him because that one play in particular. I mean, he had another corner just peel off his guy because he knew he was going to win. And there was another time, I, th- I think it was one of the drops he might have had, where they ran a double post and Ali had the inside one, and he was much more open. But Sawyer I think just he had was only much more open, though, because that safety turned around because he saw the ball in the air. Because that was one of those where the commentators were like, he had a wide open Ali, and I'm going, no, he didn't. The, the safety was playing both, middle pointing him, and then he saw the ball going to Lynn, so he pivoted and went to that. Is that the drop where he had it like one with both hands? Oh, the one-handed? Yeah. But then he dropped another where it was yeah, near he, the end zone, and mm-hmm. it was with two hands. That was on, like, the sail. It was right. very uncharacteristic because that was a very catchable ball. And in yeah. another big situation Ooh. in the game. Can you explain explain it to people who don't know? I'm not saying I don't know. What's a sail route? S-A-I. <laughs> S-A-I-L. Yeah, because, I mean, when I run sail routes in the backyard, you know, we do them a certain way. But yeah, but what's your sail route? You usually go with whichever the wind is taking you in the sail. Yeah, route. so is, is that how you determine it? Do you look at the flags before you go? <laughs> that is it. Whatever way you the wind is going, you follow right. You and the quarterback throw a little grass in there. The sail route was when you run about 10 to 12 yards and you either speed cut. If it's man, speed cut. That's okay, what okay. I do. If it's yeah. cover two, you just curl it up. These are all things that a receiver only knows. Yes. Um, so, really, it was a 10-yard out, and it was man, so we kind of kept going. It No, but what, what direction are you going? In a oh, sale? out. It's so, an out. Oh, it's a, a deep out. Yes, a deep out. Okay. A dig is a deep in. Yes. A sail is a deep out. Okay. And then if the wind takes you a little further, you just kind of go with it? Yep. What was your favorite kind of – did you like to speed cut or did you like to curl it in? <laughs> Obviously, like the speed cut, because that, that's, that's one of those where, you know, it's kind of like the perfect time, perfect catch, two taps, get out of bounds. It's great. You know my favorite route is? The go, the touchdown to Amal Wagner. <laughs> the flag. Nothing yeah. prettier than the over-the-shoulder, just bloop, yeah, drop my, it right in I, there. My favorite route is actually if the inside fade. Inside have, a, fade. have a hitch on the outside receiver so the corner stays with him, then you're man-to-man with the safety, a nice fade over the shoulder, pop. <laughs> I, that Garrett Johnson, that was one that he murdered all the they time. They tried to do that once in the end where they ran a fade to a mod and they didn't go with him. Like, I, or, Is this or, the one where it was kind of like a or, weird – so usually on fade you can't really release inside because your point of a fade is to get away from that safety. Right. So we did throw us – it either was a vertical or a fade to a mod and he kind of got caught up because he went inside and then tried to get back outside – and the ball was just over his head. It was one of those where it was going yeah. in the end zone. I think it was on the first or second, not the first drive, but, but basically, I guess the second or third drive. He, that was another one where the secondary just sniffed it out right yeah. away. They knew well, and you going. can't release inside if you're going to run a fade unless you get outside right away because right. you're, you're trying to stay away from that safety. So only three receivers caught a ball on Saturday. Um, Lynn Bowden, Josh Ali, and uh, Cleveland. Thomas and his was Cleveland, on like a yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Sorry, yeah. Cleveland Thomas and his was on like. Oh, yeah, a little we used slip our screen. tight ends too. Keaton okay. had one. Keaton had one and um, Rod Wagner. Okay. Rig didn't have a catch. All right. He's and so that's target. why that's why I brought up the segment. How do you feel about Lynn? Because it just seemed like we never got any other seat really involved. Josh Ali did have five receptions, but he just kind of. I mean, I just thought maybe the guy was getting tired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all get tired. He's running the Wildcat. He's doing everything Good. for Returning us. Returning kicks, punts. He's literally – and I like Lynn. I do think he's great. I'm not hating on him as a player. I just – maybe if we pick our shots to him, he doesn't have those uncharacteristic drops. Because we literally are – it's like the Lynn Bowden show against – that game was the Lynn Bowden show. I'd really love, too, that you're sticking to Bowden no matter what. <laughs> yeah, it is Bowden. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Bowden because we bow down <laughs> to him. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Um, is it time for my segment? I f- there's a good segue here. Yes. yes, let's do it. It's a good segue because okay. we're, we're talking about passing. Okay. All right. My, my segment is called Key to the Game. <laughs> it's, uh, it's this new innovative thing. Oh, oh. nice. I brought my sound effect. Uh, it's basically what it sounds like. It is Kentucky's key to the game to potentially win. And I, I think they should really – if you want to sponsor this, Nick, tell them how they can sponsor. KSR ads at Kentucky Sports Radio. Okay, if you want to sponsor – Every week, the key to the game, which is trademarked, uh, you can do that, ads at gmail.com. KentuckySportsRadio.com. KentuckySportsRadio.com, key to the game. It, took, it can be yours. But uh, UK's key to the game is 
forgetting the pass, forgetting Lynn Bowden-Bowden, and getting back to the run because in the five wins against South Carolina, UK has outrushed them, in most cases by a loss, uh, by a lot. Uh, in the last four games, they've had over 180 yards every game against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And three of those times, they had over 200. So the key to this five-game win streak they're on has all been all about run, 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 run. run and you, you got to go back to with what got you here. So that is that's your the, key to the, the key game. To the game, I think, which is not sponsored. But if you wanted to sponsor it, Nick, tell them how they can sponsor it. KSR ads at Kentucky Sports Radio. There you go. Run the ball. Use Rose. Use Smoke. Use a little win in the Wildcat. Little Rodriguez. Get Rodriguez out of the doghouse. He's fine. He figured it out. He's done fumbling. He uh, pound the ball against him. He did not get a carry, but he did get in the game last week. So he at least got back. Uh, South Carolina, 10th in the SEC, giving up 145. Rushing yards a game. I bet if you asked so Rodriguez if he played, he would say no because he didn't <laughs> get to carry the ball. I think my key to the game is – Whoa, whoa. Oh, this really? is Drew's only key <laughs> just, to the game? I just told you it's trademarked and you're just stealing it? No, yeah. I was just giving my key I, to the I game. I thought we all had keys to the okay. game. So yeah. like we're okay, all, well, it, Omaha. Yeah, well, Omaha. Yeah, like I'll we can each uh, – Okay. I mean, I know you only need one we'll, key we'll to get in the door. Here. But what if we're not all there at the same time, you know? That's true. That's true. This is going to cost a little more if anybody wants to sponsor the key to the game. <laughs> but go ahead. What is your key to the game? Turnover margin is not good. And this is – I mean, you can – this can be the key every week. Don't turn the ball over. But I'm just, I'm just sick and freaking tired of turning it. Can we just get one game where you're, you're ending the possession with a kick, either an extra point, a field goal, or a punt? Made, ti- let's put made kick there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to – I mean, it's, it's zero right now because they were able to get a couple turnovers. But I'm just – Quit turning the damn ball over. And like, it's not just – there's been a couple – I'm sorry to butt in on you, but it, that play just popped in my head where he fumbled the snap, and I think Smoke just, just fell on it. Just on it, I yeah. mean, that might as well have been a turnover. It's I mean, a six-yard loss. Down, it? Or Second down. Either way, it ruined the drive. Yeah. I'm just – I'm tired of it. Tired of it? Get it out of here. Chuck, what's your key to the game? That was a good key to the game, Nick. Thank That's you. It's going to cost a lot to whoever emails. I'm thinking of what my saying is going to be right now. Uh, let's see. My key to the game – Ooh. Offensive line play. Ooh. So it kind of has a little bit of what of Drew's, Drew's saying. I think Our keys we have are to run on the, the same ball, chain. But when we, when we do have these third downs that are obvious passing situations, we can't have these mental layers and we can't have our tackles just getting beat on simple spin moves or running the arc like Mississippi State did. They got some good pass rushers too. The, the Wonham kid, uh, I get them mixed up because there's two now, DJ and uh, his brothers on the offensive line. He's a good pass rusher. He's a good defensive lineman. So, got to bring your A game. And if they play well, then you know what else is going to happen? Drew's key to the game is going to come true. Yeah. And then we have keys to the game. Yes. Mm. And if they don't turn the ball over, that's three keys will open you a door and get you a win in South Carolina. Or, Austin, do you have a fourth key? We know Austin's key. I think my key to the game is just have the right key. Just (laughs) (laughs) make sure you got the right key out. Because if you don't have the right key, you can't get Are the Are there result. any potential keys to the game that you see that might be at the same position you played? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being the any, right key. Any big keys to potentially hit the door that's up there between the, the two big yellow poles? Yeah, so I think Chance, you know, he had always heard, you know, kick it high, kick it straight. Yeah. And someone didn't tell him kick it between, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then my guy, Ruff. So tell us about, for most people – now, I'm not speaking for anybody on this podcast, but for most people, we had never heard the name Matt Ruffalo before. Explain to the Big Blue Nation who Matt Ruffalo is, what we need to know about this character from Centerville, Ohio. Yeah, I'm probably the only one besides his parents <laughs> and the people on the team that knew who uh, Matt Ruffalo was. Hold on, real quick. Do you think everyone on the team knows who Matt Ruffalo is? If you went in there right now and asked everyone on the team. We, used to, ah, no, we no, nicknamed no. him the spicy Italian meatball. <laughs> so. Does Marquand McCall know Ruffalo's name if he saw He knows him by meatball. He definitely, if there was a lineup and he had committed a crime, he could pick him out in okay. the lineup. We'll just okay. leave it like that. So I take pride in knowing the why, why is he a spicy Italian meatball, though? Just because he's, he's Italian? Just, he's Italian, he's short, he's kind of just, you know, he's bigger, he's a, a kicker. Meatball. It's just perfect. He's he likes to cook. It's just perfect. Really? You know that he's for sure eating spaghetti, or sorry, spaghetti, <laughs> like every other day. And he's the best. He's the greatest guy ever. He's so awesome. Does he have like a 
does he even is he like a New York Italian or is it like no, no. no. from Ohio? I was no, really he's from Ohio. His brother went to Dayton. They're just they're they're good dudes. Uh, happy to see him go in there with put it through the upright. balls of steel and just smoke one through twenty seven yards. Also, no doubt in my mind, pretty out of the ordinary to travel four kickers because you have Duffy, McKinnis on kickoffs, Poor, and uh, Ruffalo. Yeah, and there was uh, they were getting some heat from the MSU band. Oh people, yeah, people. We, <laughs> we have a specialist controversy. Yeah, here. yeah. People in the MSU band and that came to the game to watch the MSU band were pretty appalled that the UK kickers were out there at halftime kicking in the middle of their band. So whatever. There's some the Twitter beef. Mad. There's some Twitter beef. I saw members of the UK band taking up for the Mississippi State band, which is cute, but. Ooh. You gotta roll with your colors. You're exactly. wearing blue. Yeah. Defend your kickers. At the end of the day, if I was on the team, I'd say, guys, let's just wait. You know what I'm saying? Because they'd also just mi- miss one. Yeah, half. yeah. So, like, so maybe they needed some extra practice. Yeah. You know? yeah. Maybe Ruffalo knew he was gonna get called. Had to get those extra swings in. Yeah, I mean, I think you could say, well, I get, you never went through it, but you know, if you, you go through the week and yeah, you prepare, even if you don't think you're gonna play, but. When you know you're going to be playing, that's when you're like, all right, I, I need to get my stuff right. So maybe he saw the miss. Maybe he didn't know chance was going to go down, but he's like, all right, he missed one here, missed one last week. Maybe he's going to be my shot. That is 100% complete horseradish that they didn't call running into the kicker. Yeah. What the hell is that? Like, I, I get why they didn't call it, though, because he got his second foot onto the ground. So that was is that what it is when you when your second when your kicking foot plants you're up to anybody you can, can be hit. hit? You? The whole point of the rule is while you're on your only one foot, you're on your plant foot, and you skip through the ball only on your plant foot, is so you don't get hit in that position. Okay, right there. And so if he would have just kept his if right foot off through. the ground, should have followed through longer. Yeah, then they definitely would have called it. Is that something that they? teach you or but that you know i'm asking no because you're no. the only one that would know i mean yeah i mean you definitely i mean no one's ever telling you that like i mean maybe sell like it. If, yeah they, they'll say sell it like if you get hit on a punt you know sell it go yeah, down yeah. but you're trying to make the kick you're not really worried about what's happening if you after. if you worry about what's happening after you probably already missed the kick True. but with it will be interesting with ruffalo is that when the guy in front of you has already missed two kicks the pressure is kind of completely off because whether you do well or not, there was kind of no expectations for you. But now that he's been named the starter, he's got a mm-hmm. whole week of going with the ones, It will be it, there will be more pressure on him this week to make the kicks. And I think he can do it, but that will, if he makes them this week, he's solidified himself as the starter going forward. And Where does his all distance max off? 40? I, no, no. He's, he's got a strong leg. All like, right. I would feel confident, like, anything inside, like, 48, 47. Right. Oh, like, he can, okay. Yeah, he can definitely get it there. And, you know, occasionally, you know, my, he might hit, like, a lower ball. But as if it goes through, it goes through. I don't care. It goes through, it goes through. Give me points. Because if you make the 27-yard field goal the first time around, they don't call Ruffalo in. Because the only reason they kicked that field goal is it needed to become a one-score game. Yes. And if you had that previous field goal, then you're like, okay, fourth and six or whatever, field goal is going to do me no good. So yeah. I'm going to go for it on fourth down and then try to get the two-point conversion to tie the football game. Um, so I, e- even with Ruffalo, so if he, I mean, if, if he comes in, and I don't think they're going to be asking too much from him. You know Kentucky is going to be on third and seven or six. Much more likely to call a run play because they're going to go for it on fourth and two. I think you're going to see that coming up this week in South Carolina. I'm interested, Drew Franklin, to see the crowd at williams Bryce Stadium because I don't know how checked out these people are on Will Muschamp, but there was a, a South Carolina reporter who was getting some quotes from their morning call-in show, and I, it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. They're one in three, and they're asking – why has God turned his back on South Carolina? <laughs> or no, I'm mad at God. Why does he hate the Gamecocks? So God hates the Gamecocks, and there's a strong chance we don't win another game. Listen, God does not hate the Gamecocks. Uh, it's just Will Muschamp's a bad coach, and they, I think their fans are starting to realize that, and they seem very upset with him, which is why 
I'm sticking with my prediction that if Kentucky wins, he gone because they're already upset. And I know we all think very, very highly of the U.K. football program, but to everyone else, if you lose six games in a row to Kentucky, you deserve to be fired. Yeah. Hell, losing – I mean, losing six games in a row to anybody not named like Georgia or Alabama yeah. or even like when Kentucky's streak to Florida was happening – in the early years, Spurrier was putting up 60 a game. Like, it was at least to the best team. And I'm trying to think back. I, I'm pretty sure South Carolina was favored in every game. I mean, they were even favored last year by a couple points, weren't they? Because we, They're home? favored this year. Yeah. Because uh, it was the easiest money of all time. They were favored in the game? I believe so. I can look oh, it up to be certain sure. My goodness. Um, but that's another point. Not only are you losing to Kentucky, you're losing when everyone is – Picking you to beat them. Okay, if I'm being honest, haven't been listening to anything you guys have been saying the past, <laughs> like, five minutes. Yeah, but you've been on your phone. It's important you've been researching. Yeah, in- interesting quote coming out of Stoops' conference call. He said, this past week was the first time in a long time, and I don't know why. Maybe it's me. I need to look at myself. But I didn't have them ready, and we didn't play as hard as we normally do. We walked off the field. Or he says, when we walk off the field, I want people to say, man, you guys played hard. So that made me think when post-Florida he was asked, you know, is this going to be – that was an emotional loss. Is it uh-huh. going to be a problem for you guys going forward? And he kind of, you know, brushed it off a little, like, no, we'll be ready. I think that Florida loss was just as heartbreaking breaking in for the team as the fans. And so it, it did show this Mississippi State game. The body language wasn't correct. I mean, so it's interesting to see him come out and say that. Anyone else's thoughts? I've been t- rambling on I, I think uh – that segment is awesome again. It says, I told you so, because I'm pretty sure you that was what you were really hitting on last week. Yeah, because I just thought the way they lost that game, like, that is you put so much emotion and you have that game circled. That's our offseason game that you have circled because it's the first game of the season that really you might yeah. have a chance of losing. And just in the, the fashion that they lost it, to outplay them for three quarters, to know that if you had to run it back against them, you'd probably be able to beat them. And then, I don't know, I just thought that that was interesting that we didn't – I don't know what he could have done differently per se, but mm-hmm. maybe let him sulk in it for a little longer. Say, guys, that was emotional. You can be emotional. I'll give you an extra 24 hours to be emotional about it. But come Tuesday when we have our full practice, put the pads on, Let's be ready to go. Well said. Well done, Austin. Very well said. South Carolina was the favorite last year. That's ridiculous. Just three and a half? Uh, It was one at kickoff in Lexington. Kentucky was ranked 17th. (laughs) Um, To circle back, most of the set games at South Carolina, like I think the last time we went down there was a blackout your senior year, correct? Yep. And Uh, that was when Stevens stuck his tongue out? uh, Yep. Yep. Uh, they've been really big night games, and every game since 2013 in this series has been a night game. I'm, I'm, I'm inter- I think there's going to be a lot of Kentucky fans that make this trip, and I don't think it's going to be a sellout at Williams-Brice. So you might be – I mean, it's still going to be rowdy when they're playing Sandstorm, but I think it's going to have a much different element, and I think you're going to see a very nasty, very motivated team. I mean, when that damn rooster starts crowing, like, that's just – it's got to piss you off, right? Like you're on the, you just, is it oh, an absolutely. actual rooster? They actually have a rooster with that a microphone. On the field. That's crazy. Yeah, they say that. It, I, I think they pipe in that sound, gotcha. but like they make it, they give it the appearance, oh. you know. Well, of I, like, I just got more confident within the last two minutes because I got some new intel. Ooh. Uh, for one, Mark Stoops, who's doing his show opposite of us, I don't know why he would do that. He, he's a big listener, you know. Yeah. It's odd. Uh, he he confirmed uh, your boy Italian spicy meatball. Spicy meatball. meatball. He's he's starting. They're they're trusting him. Spicy Italian meatball or Italian spicy meatball? Really, just the meatball. Okay. But I'm going to challenge you on his nickname because I pulled up the media guide, and in the Matt says section, which I assume he is speaking about himself, he says his nickname is Bigfoot. <laughs> and if his nickname is Bigfoot and he's starting. And he's your kicker. I'm rolling with him. I please hope they put Bigfoot on the screen when he's about to go out to kick. That's, in that's the first, Nick, I'll show it to you. That's the first bullet. Oh, his wow. nickname is Bigfoot. I like yours better, Chuck. Spicy Italian meatball. I th- I th- How about th- Spicy Italian Bigfoot? We call it a day. I like that. <laughs> Deal. Done and done. But he's the guy now, it sounds like, at least for a week. <laughs> that's great. That's great. But uh, I'll just – to sort of kind of put a bow on things, 
This is a huge, 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 huge game. Simply for the fact that if you win this, you could still win eight, nine games this season. That's what's crazy is that every one of Mark Stoops' team, it has a bad loss on there. You take a Florida game, Tennessee last year. Every year there's one. If, if, if you can just make sure that this is your clunker, that, that the first half of Mississippi State is your anomaly, the second half of the schedule still stinks. Vanderbilt, they can score points, but they can't tackle a soul. Tennessee just stinks. Uh, UT Martin stinks. Arkansas lost to San Jose State, who hasn't beaten a Power 5 team since Vietnam. <laughs> the second half of the schedule is still not good. If you can win, you get some good vibes going into a bye week. And I know Kentucky, I know you all know this all too well, not great out of bye weeks, but, I mean, the difference between a bye week off of a win and a loss has to be just night and day. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's like ending the season at your bowl game or respected ending game on a win or a loss. Kind of a win, I think a loss lingers longer. Oh, so and much. So longer. we're coming off a season, historical season, where we win the bowl game, and we have all this hype. It's kind of the same thing with the with the bye week. You would rather go in as a winner, obviously. Right. Well, and especially that extra week, it's a month of losing, and you've only beaten Eastern Michigan and Toledo. The move will just be down. Like there, there's no denying that. It's going to be awfully hard to get up for the Arkansas game. We want to be able to put on a good show. We want to be hyped for Gerald Renzen Day. They got a nice new poster of him out yeah. at the, the Krogh. Looking good. And they got some new Josh Allen stuff, too. They're showing off all the draft picks, all the pro bowlers. As they should. So, uh, But you really need to get this win to kind of recollect yourselves. And also, having this streak is a lot of fun. Like, how much fun is it just be like, man, it's great to own South Carolina? Because it is. It is. It is. It is an absolute blast owning I mean, them. to get a sixth one, <laughs> UK football with six straight wins over any SEC team. It's only it happened t- one other time, and that was against Vanderbilt yeah, in, Vandy. like, the 70s. But to your point you made a minute ago about the schedule sucking, UK, as of now, is the heavy favorite in five remaining games. So let's say they win those five. You're already at seven. Yep. You, I look at this South Carolina game and then Missouri at home in a couple weeks. Is that's your eight and your nine? Georgia. Eh, yeah. Eh. But still. But you have five where you're not just kind of the favorite. I mean, double digits in all, but I think one of them. So, s- still a lot of potential. And starting with getting an extra win this Saturday, get you on your way to that yes. eight win, even nine win year. Because even entering the season, if you two and one in this three game stretch was going to be a, like, oh, crap, they can mess around and do something really good. One and two, you're still you're still gravy. And, and I think this team certainly can be that. I'm excited to go to Columbia. Uh, I got my brother lives there, so I got some family down there. I got some friends who are coming into the game. I'm going to be tearing up the town Friday night. So if you see me, uh, say hi. Please don't take videos of me. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I put together a couple of wild ones there on the KSR work trip myself. Yes. It's going to be $330 tab at Tenroof one time down there. Yeah, so join the fun. It's going to be a great time. Is it comped? Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's a good tip. So come on. Have, uh, just join us and call me. If you've never been before, uh, I, I think it's nice for a weekend. I don't know about living there. But a great weekend. Uh, you can get in fights with some South Carolina fans. They're nasty. Yeah. Get some good oysters at a place called Pearls there. Ooh, I've been there. I'm a that's big a, Pearls guy. That's a, that's a fun Columbia place. Columbia is uh, kind of my favorite SEC city. I mean, Oxford and Athens stand out, but it's kind of sneaky good that I didn't get enough credit. Because they have the college area, Five Points, which is like, you know, your college area. You're very, very good for day drinking because you can kind of go outside and do some stuff. But downtown, they've got some cool bars downtown. There's like a, a – a video game, kind of like, uh, not a video game, but like uh, arcade. Well, we like we we last time I was there, we were playing like, uh, you know, like board games and stuff like that, hanging out, and they had like a thousand different beers to choose from, and then you just choose like the funny name beer, and it never tastes good, but it's the funny name, hook, line, sinker. They got me. If you if you if you're feeling if your stomach's not feeling good Saturday morning, cinnamon roll deli or Groucho's, one of those two places, absolute flaming fire breakfast. 
There you and go. Groucho's is like the hot steam sandwich with the tasty sauce. That's just cuts through the grease. You're selling it hard. Yeah, it's very good. I'm a very big fan of Columbia. I know it well. I'm going to be having a good time. And the cats are going to be having a good time because it's going to be six straight, folks. Damn right. I uh, hope so. This six team straight, needs some confidence. Back in the wind, Colin. This team three and needs two. some confidence right now. And, and you don't love three and two, but you live with it and go play good football the rest of the year. And you know who's going to help get them there? The spicy Bigfoot. Meatball. Spicy Italian let's, let's, let's spicy hope, Italian no, let's hope that we're up by at least a touchdown. That would make me feel better. I'd still yeah. like to see him uh, kick. It doesn't even have to be at the end of the game. Just, I want to see another one go through for him. Yeah. Yeah, just get the swagger back. And yeah. then the rest can we be need touchdowns. The, we need the points. Yeah. We're, yes. we're, we're a teetering football team at this point. I'm being awesome. serious. We're ending. No, we're, we're going oh, to end on a high. Positive yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. Not teetering. We'll cut like, that part out. Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. Cut that out. Cut that out. It's the seesaw. I didn't mean it. I didn't Right, South Carolina is the fat kid. They're going down, and we're going all the way up. Yeah, F yeah. you, South and Carolina. Yeah. Freak you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we come back next week with even more fire and more passion as we redo keys to the game and how do you all feel. Yes. I really think these two are going to take off on this podcast. It's going to be a great and segment. once again, Nick, KSR ads at KentuckySportsRadio.com to sponsor those great segments. And remember, go Cats, go Green. And peep the technique.